Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. The World Cup's begun! It's bloody well begun. Um, uh, my name's Marcus, of course, and uh, Jim's with me. Hello. Luke's here. All right. Pete is not. No, he's we're, gone he's, to the Isle of Wight Festival. Mm, for his other job, his uh, real job. <laughs> and we're in a different studio, so that is why the sound is, is a little bit different. different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, different studios, different sounds. Yes, mm. indeed. <laughs> You'll find that anywhere. I yeah. said no one is talking about David Nugent, but uh, we're probably a World Cup too early. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I, I think I think 2018, Russia is his time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Marvellous stuff. In Russia, the difference makes you. Yeah, that's true. That is always the truth, Jim. Um, uh, let's just jump in. Brazil beat Croatia 3-1. Not too many talking points from that one, Jim. No, no. Apart from the goals. Yeah, well, I want to say straight away... This is already better than 2010. Like yes. we, we got four goals in the first game. A, a, a massive conspiracy theory straight goal. away. We had a glow. Mm. Yeah, we've had torrential rain today. There's so much more happening already. But yeah, I mean, obviously the goal you're referring to is is uh, the penalty. Mm-hmm. Disappointing from Fred. I'm sure all of us would agree because that that's a it's a dive, isn't it? It's straight up cheating. He's and the way he went down in in this faux outrage at the referee was a real shame on the, the opening day. The referee was there for the taking. Oh, he was absolutely. <laughs> I think the Brazilians knew that as well. <laughs> I, th- I think that it's, it was interesting to see them line up because when they came out, I thought Brazil looked a bit scared, and I thought they thought, "God, this is big for us." Yeah, and if then, we mess mess this up, there yeah. might be a civil war yeah. tonight. There's so much pressure on them, isn't there? And yeah. Then, and then when I saw them in the um, in the national anthems, oh, they, they mm. were really up for it. And they sing the extra. Is it? I'm not quite sure. Is it an extra verse? They sing? yeah. I don't know if they always do that or or not. But it, that was a really special moment. Yeah, like that was, that was, they were crying so many. It's the players, the fans. That, that happened just, in the Confed Cup, I think. Right. It was, it was a beautiful moment. But yeah. then, but then I thought that um, as the game started, Croatia, Croatia started well, very well, and I didn't, they didn't even need to be at their best to hurt Brazil. And that, no. and, that, and, and, and it's difficult to work out whether that's because whether Brazil will be better now. So they've got that game out of the way. They've got a win. They've like, got it under the like belt. Germany did with Costa Rica in 2006. Correct. Or will it be a, the sign of more things to come? Because Mexico, which we'll come on to in a minute, looked decent. Mm-hmm. And Mexico, they might better hurt Brazil. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Chile yet. We'll see them later tonight. But they possibly will play Brazil in the second round. Uh, or Netherlands, of course, or even Spain. And all those teams can certainly hurt Brazil if they don't step up their game. Yeah. So it depends whether they've got that out of the system now and they can step up. 
or um, that's going to be a sign of what's to come and they're going to be under par. Yeah, they seem to leave the back door open a surprising amount. Especially down the flanks. Yeah. Especially down the flanks. I was, well, that that clip they, they showed when Alan Shearer was absolutely despairing at Danny Elvis chasing down the keeper. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely remarkable. Yeah. I, um, I, I thought it was uh, one of those moments where your malevolent side is going, this is brilliant when yeah. Marcelo scored uh, yeah, the yeah, own yeah. goal. <laughs> And and but yet your kind of uh, your purist side is going oh no yeah but then your logical head is going well it's not going to end like this yeah that's there's a lot of conflicting emotions all at once <laughs> now David Luiz before the tournament said that he really likes playing under a lot of pressure and I think that might actually explain his positioning yeah <laughs> just sort of deliberately heaping it upon himself because yeah. he he was another one that was caught out he um, for, for the goal diving header yeah he did Which he should have left a name on. he also um. He did some quite tidy yet erratic defending at times. He's, he's an interesting player to watch, Luis. I think he's going to be a, a, real, um, a real fun team. fixture of this <laughs> it feels like It feels like he's got a lot more freedom to make those mad decisions at Brazil. He's back yeah. in Brazil. Yeah, and he thinks it's part of it, so I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's playing back in the Brazilian league again. Yeah, exactly. Which of course he isn't. Um, I thought that um, yeah, Danny Alves left a lot of gaps behind him when he when he bombed, which we've seen before when he plays for Barcelona. But when Barcelona were in their pomp, mm. it was like they could just get away with that. Yeah, yeah. and he's he basically like, had a flank to himself. Yeah, but he doesn't. It doesn't like it's like he can't play any other way. Like he can't he mm. can't change yeah. how he plays. And and Olic, who I thought actually probably should have been subbed off a little bit before, a little bit early because he looked very very tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was having some joy, as you said, yeah. like very early on. He's a he's a proper little steam train. Olic, oh, isn't he? he was yeah. giving Alves a tough time to start and, with. And, and, uh, Croatia didn't even need to really be at their best like I said they, they made a lot of mistakes so they, mm. they, the occasion seemed to get to them a little bit as well and I started off wanting Brazil to win because I just thought it would be a great start for the World Cup yeah. when, I could just, when I just started to I mean because the referee in this performance was absolutely appalling yeah, and <laughs> before the penalty decision I actually, I, I actually tweeted about 25 minutes before that this referee is giving everything to Brazil yeah, yeah. and, and I, I thought to myself am I just getting carried away with it and I got really angry because I thought I don't want to be seen as a conspiracy theorist or whatever because I'm not really like that. I'm quite a cynical person by nature, I think. But um, when you look at the the way that he gave everything to Brazil and then you look at the penalty decision and you look at the Neymar thing, which, okay, mm. possibly could have been a yellow, but it could have been a red as well. You've got to ask yourself, if that was any other player, would they have walked? Yeah. They probably not, would I have. I don't know. I think that, that is very much one that you see go either way. Also, yeah, okay. I think but for, Even if I can see that, you, is it too much of a stretch to suggest that if Brazil lost that opening game, it, there would have been chaos. Absolute uh, chaos no, in Sao Paulo. There was chaos in Sao Paulo anyway. To back you up, there is no way that ref would have sent off Neymar at 1 0 to Croatia. No. No. Um, no chance. Also, unless, it, unless it's one of those decisions where he thinks, I have to do this. Yeah. Something that's not been mentioned a, a lot because of the other sort of refereeing decisions, I suppose, has been um, Croatia's disallowed goal. Now, apparently, I think it was for a foul on the goalkeeper. But again, it's one of those ones where you often see it go the other way. And it was just those. Any. Any chance of an out of not giving Croatia something, that ref took it. The FIFA laws of the game are very, very harsh on people challenging the goalkeeper. And you can understand why, because we've seen big injuries on keepers in the past, in the mm. recent past. But that probably wasn't a foul. To put it in perspective, right? Mm. Put it in perspective. According to that referee last night, Croatia made four more fouls on Brazil than Honduras did against England. Wow. <laughs> Against uh, Croatia uh, committed according to that referee twenty fouls against Brazil and and Honduras made sixteen against England. Well, if you put it like that, then it's certainly. I, I mean, if I would try and back the referee up for a second, I think you are right with that Neymar one with with, with the elbow. I mean, if he hasn't quite seen it, he gives maybe the benefit of the doubt. Um, 
but uh, with the goal again, there's a there's a collision. Or so he may well think with the keeper. If he's if he's going up with the keeper, it's a fifty fifty. He's not quite sure. It's the opening he, game of the World Cup. Does. It's safe not to give the goal. Yeah, but he. Do, I mean, and we, the penalty. The guy did have his arm on Fred. It wasn't an outrageous dive. He went oh, down I fairly. Disagree. Fred, oh, it Fred, it's not no, bad. come on, Fred knew. Fred has oh, sent himself for, down. No, he you know. paid for it, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Oh, one come of on, Patrick Vieira. <laughs> I've been called worse <laughs> today. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, going briefly, ever so briefly, back to the Marcelo own goal. I did enjoy it when um, he, he he had that look on his face as if to, he sort of turned around and it slowly began to dawn on him. Yeah, first game of the World Cup. Billions of people are probably watching. Oh no! And then he started trying to sort of shout and get himself going. Yeah, as if, you know, and 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 like David Luiz was kind of geeing him up again and one thing or another. And I felt like he was always turning around to some of his players, going, "Yeah, have you scored in a Champions League final? Have you scored in a Champions <laughs> yeah. League final? Or I've just scored in a World Cup. None of you have." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, Big Tommy Boyd. In the 98 oh, yeah. World Cup. 1998. Uh, yeah, with, uh, when they went to Scotland and Brazil were 1 0, weren't they? And yeah, and Boyd, Boyd scored a, uh, an own goal and Brazil 1 2 1. That was a far more. Um, it sort of hit his chest. There's nothing he could do about yeah, it. Yeah, it was it, a far less. Uh, well, it was similar because Marcelo just couldn't sort his feet out in time. Yeah, and Tommy Boyd unlucky. just couldn't get out of the way of that yeah. one. But credit to Marcelo, though, because he did pick himself up immediately. And it looked like that had completely knocked the wind out of the stadium to start with because it was very, very quiet. But then, as soon as Brazil got back into Croatia's half it was like they just the entire nation woke up and roared again it was mm. the noise was incredible and they were brilliant in terms of just forcing Brazil back into it I guess Neymar it was quite it was a bit of a speculative shot really wasn't it the goalkeeper you, you know you think could have done better there and particularly again for Oscars I thought game. I thought the goalkeeper was poor really yeah. I thought he's positionally we didn't move his feet quick enough for Neymar's first goal um he I mean you can't really legitimately blame a goalkeeper for not saving a penalty but he couldn't have no. saved it it yeah. was a bad penalty yeah, yeah. Neymar did everything in his powers to sort of you know help him out. the injustice yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the good thing about Marcelo just on that on that subject was that the own goal was early enough in the game for it to be sorted out I don't genuinely think at the top level when you're playing on a good team you score an own goal after 20 minutes or whatever you're not that bothered because no. I think you know you've got a chance to, to do to do well if anything it just motivates you more doesn't it it makes your tasks that much clearer exactly especially when you know you're the better side as you say I'm just not having that ref though I'm not having that ref he's an experienced referee he, he refereed in the World Cup last time a lot of people said did um, he send Felipe Melo off I don't know actually but I saw a lot of people before the game last night mm. saying they were pleased that he had the game tonight the Brazil game because as far as they were concerned he was unlucky not to get the final in 2010 right. so a lot of people much more versed than me and, and probably you guys as well in refereeing circles and stuff were, were pleased he got the, the thing so he's either gone from being a world class referee to a Sunday league ref overnight mm. or there's been something dodgy going on there something dodgy what, well, what do you think do you think it's a, is it beyond the realms I of think, possibility I think uh, I, I well I don't think I heard the, the magnificent Tim Vickery on yeah. the BBC saying that uh, it's well within the organisers' interests for Brazil to do well because of e there's enough people rioting so you want to keep as many people sweet as and possible. And we've seen it yeah. before. We've seen it in Argentina 78. We've seen it in yeah. South Korea 2002. Korea. We've seen it in England 1966. Mm. We have. I mean, you know, yeah. as much as I'll, I'll probably get you know, run out of town for saying that. Argentina 78, I think, was a particularly cynical one. Yeah. yeah, uh, but, And but, a lot more clearer cut. But, I mean, FIFA are under so much pressure at the moment. They, they need things to uh, to sort of almost go well and go smoothly and there'd be no further sort of upset in the country ITV had rocks front of the studio anyway yeah and and, and Brazil won the game mm. you know, which is crazy because presumably no one in Brazil can see the ITV punditry 
Well, no, exactly. I think it's the How best. How do they know? I think it's the most accurate review they've had. <laughs> But, I was going to say I didn't think Adrian Charles was known in Brazil. <laughs> but seriously, though, they, they obviously they've got massive grievances and fair ones. Eleven billion dollars or whatever has been spent on the World Cup in Brazil. The Brazilian people will feel pretty pissed off about it, understandably so. The money's been taken away from things like education and, and mm. different social uh, projects that need. The, I mean, Brazil. Listen, Brazil's not London. Yeah, London's got its own problems, but it's nowhere near as bad as, as some of the places in Brazil, yeah. as, as you guys know. So you can understand the cynicism, and and of course they're slightly separate issues because even if Brazil win the World Cup they're still going to have those social economic problems they need to sort out mm. but you can understand actually the authorities thinking well if we keep Brazil in this tournament I've often thought that they try and I know it sounds a bit reactionary but I've often thought that the, the FIFA try to keep the host nation in of course of because course. It, it, just, it just it just makes sense it just makes sense they would do that I'm not suggesting the referee's been pulled over the hot coals before the game and said if you do, don't do this you're in trouble but I think it might have been made fairly clear to him and I don't want to. I don't want to sort of get anyone in sort of legal trouble here. <laughs> but I just don't think. I just don't think it can be that much of a coincidence. Well, could it be though that the pressure just got to the referee and he made some bad decisions? We saw in the Mexico Possibly. Cameroon game as well that there were some terrible, terrible decisions. Possibly, in that. Jim. But that referee in last night, the Brazil Croatia game, is a very experienced ref. Yeah, it's very experienced. But again, though, the opening night in Brazil, you yeah. know, I, with all this going on. I, I, I mean, I do subscribe to what you're saying, Luke. But there is that chance, isn't there? Like I said, he's seen a, a guy. I go up with the goalkeeper the keepers never get those decisions not even in the Premier League um, the, the Neymar elbow not always a red card um, the penalty alright then foul by Ramirez for the third goal it was a foul in the build up wasn't yeah. given so you're saying this you're saying oh these could have gone either way these could have gone either way but they didn't the yeah. fact of the matter yeah, yeah. is Brazil probably were given two well, goals devil, should, devil, two goals they shouldn't have had and Croatia should have had a goal that wasn't given well, no, but ultimately so, I agree with you yeah, I, I, listen, I, I think, look, I don't really, I was really angry about it last night. I thought it left a bit of a bad taste in the mouth. I've been looking forward to the opening game for a long time. Um, however, Spain never has come up later, so I'll, get yeah, over yeah, it. I'll right. be over it by then. That's a great thing about the World Cup. Moment I, um, yeah. it's, so, it's just always on. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was trying to get hold of Franz Beckenbauer, see what he thought, but yeah. apparently Band. he's not available for comment no. anymore. You know, so for the next three months. So Franz Beckenbauer, do you, do you guys know the astonishing level of the arrogance of why he's been banned specifically? Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, for but, the listeners, but, yeah, for but the, say it again. For the listeners don't know, Franz Beckenbauer hasn't been um, banned for 90 days from any football activity for sort of anything other than refusing to meet Michael Garcia who's investigating FIFA for this Qatar thing because he said uh, he's got no authority and I'm no longer working in football well hang on a minute <laughs> you are you are on the FIFA committee still you're yeah. massively you're, working in football you're at Bayern Munich yeah you know it, it's absolutely outrageous so he's, yeah. he's been bound for that he has authority he's leading the investigation yeah exactly it's, it's outrageous no, absolutely outrageous the, the whole thing that's enveloping FIFA at the moment is outrageous and this got me thinking like we've spoken about this before on the, on the podcast as well like this is it feels FIFA are guilty of what it looks like they're guilty of this is major major international crime so why on Interpol investigation Investigating this because surely that falls into their realm. So I well, thought I'd do a, little bit of, do a little bit of googling around it, and I googled simply FIFA Interpol. Found an article on FIFA's website. Now, this maybe, maybe <laughs> <laughs> big fan, yeah. big fan. First album still his favourite, but you know does like their other work. Um, so I mean, this may be coincidence, but on the website it says uh, in 2011 FIFA donated the largest grant Interpol have ever had from a private institution for a 10-year program to target match fixing and illegal and irregular betting. Mm. So obviously that's that's. Brilliant. Brilliant, isn't it? Because everyone hates those things. Yeah. There's other things as well. 
out. Yeah, well, yeah. by the sounds of it, they're on top of it, Jim. Yeah. So what are you worried about? I, I actually had a rumor. I'm not sure. How, I mean, Andrew Jennings seemed to imply. Ah, oh, I love Andrew Jennings. Yeah, the the the, uh, the, the great thorn in Sepp Blatter's side. <laughs> Uh, he seems to impl- he seems to have been implying a week or two ago that because a lot of FIFA's um, so-called irregular dealings mm. are in dollars, in, in US dollars, US dollars. Mm. it could fall under the FBI's jurisdiction, right? And they, and they could essentially uh, investigate it if they if they deemed it worthy. And, if, mm. and he sort of seemed to be implying they may well do that. In which case, it could all come crashing down for them. But just to stick to the football really quickly, because I, I really want um, to give Croatia credit because. Mm. The midfield was excellent. Yes. And, and Rakitic playing out of position. He's Fabulous not. Fabulous kit. Without yeah. Mandzukic as well. Absolutely. But Rakitic is a, such a good player. And I think he'll have a. He was playing very deep against Brazil, purely because Kovac just said to him that you've got to do a job here. Mm. Yeah. But against Cameroon and against Mexico, have a lot more freedom. Can I get some joy against Cameroon? I think he will do. <laughs> oh, and and him and Modric. Modric was excellent anyway. Yeah. yeah. Him, I mean, you, you'd have to wonder if there's a better midfield pair in the World Cup than well, those two. Do you know what? When Modric was playing, I thought he's the best player on the pitch. Yeah. Mm. Possibly, yeah. yeah. But moving on to Mexico, Cameroon, and we saw that one today. Um, Mexico, two disallowed goals, Jim. Yeah, really harsh on Giovanni dos Santos as well because you're getting you're, that makes him immediately joint top scorer at the World Cup. Mm. You know that goals are hard to come by there. That's such yeah. a shame for him. The first one was was an outrageous decision. He was so so clearly onside. It was ludicrous. The second one maybe a bit harder because it had come off a Cameroon player's head and it was a bit harder to see. But still, it was an incorrect decision. But Mexico, they just always looked like they were going to win that game they were just slicing them open just pretty comfortably in tough conditions as well it was amazing it was only just the one goal actually yeah um, and it was not was it Peralta was it it was yeah it was nice for him to we spoke about him the other week it's nice to him to get off the mark um, and uh, they, was, they were knocking the ball around nicely Mexico playing with um, a bit of confidence uh, the kind of confidence that they clearly didn't have too many times in qualification mm. yeah. I mean the goal itself well, me- well listen Mexico if you talk about qualification Mexico on their fourth coach the mm. start of this process yeah. from, the, from the start of the qualification Mexico on the fourth coat it's amazing he's put them back to this 5-3-2 uh, which seems to work a, you know, pretty well for them against Cameroon I thought Cameroon were poor I love the way Rafa Marquez plays by the way oh, yeah. he just he just strolls around yeah. like, it, the way they play that system I mean, he's an older guy yeah but he can so. yeah and, and also he's he, 30s now hasn't he played in every World Cup isn't there since, not, like that? since yeah. 1930 yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's been captain he's the first player to ever captain a, a country to four consecutive World Cups that's really wow. something amazing achievement really. he was a fantastic player well he still is yeah but, but the way they play that system he can drift into midfield and support he can drop back again yes. he's basically my perfect position yes I would love it. I'd love it if a whole team would accommodate me in that way your teammates <laughs> may not agree with no, you, they won't but in your head they probably don't agree with him <laughs> um, I'm the captain and this is how we've always done it <laughs> shield me yeah yeah <laughs> move with me yeah um, for the Mexico goal Cameroon left Peralta, one of Mexico's deadliest players, on the edge of the box, completely unmarked, no defender within five or six yards of him, and Mexico had the ball coming forward. I mean, it was yeah. absolutely outrageous defending. And he had, a, he had two goes at it, basically, as well, didn't he? And yeah. I think, you know, yeah, Mexico, but at that point, they probably thought, well, the referee is not going to give him a goal. Yeah, yeah exactly. We are laughing. That's what we like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think Mexico can feel aggrieved there because. 
Croatia, Marcus and I was discussing this. Croatia are certainly, I think, a better side than them, but then they're not a million miles away from each other in the context of that group. So goal yeah. difference could be important between those two teams. And three yeah. nil and one nil over three games yeah. is so yeah. different. They, course, that could absolutely. really cost them. And, and on a personal level for Dos Santos, as you said, I mean, for me, he's the best player on the pitch. He's the best player on the pitch t- t- uh, today. Yeah. He, he was he was all over the place. He had a good season at Villarreal. Um, in in many ways, he is about to enter the second phase of his career. I mean, he's only twenty five. Yeah, he's, crazy, he's been around for a long time I saw him play for Barcelona once upon a time right and he obviously had that difficult move to Spurs didn't really work out for him he's got 70 odd Mexico caps yeah. you know he's been a pretty ever present since he's broken onto the scene yeah. for Mexico and um, like I say good season this season with Villarreal scored, scored double, certainly double figures in goals I'm sure um, and it'll be interesting to see what he does next but he, he's, he's shown okay Cameroon on, on what we've seen so far are probably the weakest team in the group but he's shown that he can he can, um, he can hurt teams and, and say what he'd be loving the idea of hurting Brazil yeah you know and, and Mexico look like they've got a lot of pace they look pretty good in wide areas as well didn't they today yeah they did um, and the, that could be a problem for Brazil but at the back though Cameroon came forward and had a couple of chances and that was the thing that made me think you know I, Mexico yeah. will beat uh, uh, Croatia will beat them I'm pretty confident Croatia will finish second behind Brazil actually yeah um, but it, will come to, it looks like it's going to come down to that Croatia-Mexico game yes but then what Jim says is right because if Mexico had won that game 3-0 today they'd be in a much better position absolutely they'd, they'd, have, they'd have effectively a five goal swing on Croatia already yeah but I think Croatia will beat Mexico and I think they'll beat Cameroon so it won't matter mm. okay. Cameroon were particularly suspect from set pieces um, as we saw you know, mm. with the two disallowed goals or, or you know, you know, crosses in from wide areas and I, yeah, they just—they look so pedestrian. They almost—they—they they had a real lack of enthusiasm, which is surprising to see any team at the World Cup go in with that. Those kits are absolute porno as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the rain. In the rain. I think we're missing a lot of rain. You might as well not be wearing anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've got a bit of yellow cling film wrapped around you. <laughs> and it's fine for them, but I'm, t- I'm thinking of all the people who bought replica shirts here. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a good ideal yeah, for them, is it? it? Uh, yeah, I mean... If you're buying a replica Cameroon shirt, you've got to back yourself in the looks department, haven't you? Well, big time. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I think that um, you know, uh, we, as as we recorded, you know, we're obviously doing a quick show today. We're two games in. The refereeing overall has been absolutely poor. Yeah, we, we don't want to be, and, and we don't want to be talking about the referee. That that would be a shame. Um, but Mexico can, can consider themselves hard done by here, and, and in a way, it's not going to be. Um, it's not going to be remembered because they won the game anyway. Yeah. But if we go into the Spain-Netherlands game and, and, and Chile-Australia and England and all that stuff, which we'll talk about uh, on Sunday, um, we don't really want to be sat here again talking about referees, no. do we? No, what, what about the England game um, against it? Yeah, Group D, it's the first time that three former World Cup winners have been in the same group together. Wow. wow. The first round, Uruguay. Is, is Spain-Netherlands the first time... Um, two finalists have played yeah we said this on the last okay yeah I thought you did so looking forward to that yeah so uh, England Italy there's talk isn't there that uh, some people are saying he'll go for the same formation like he did against Honduras Welbeck on the left Rooney and uh, Lallana on the right Sturridge up top the back six if you like including the keeper speaks for itself but there's also been talk that Sterling could play behind Sturridge with maybe Milner or Lallana on the right and then Rooney on the left yeah. What would you say mm. to that then? Would you would you prefer England to maybe try and spice it up a bit with Sterling in behind? He's certainly a popular player well, among the. Would be a huge asset. Well, Italy. I think it's funny, isn't it? When 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 the World Cup comes along, the, the the general public, I think, if you can try and capture what the general public is saying, because there's obviously so many differing opinions. I think people seem to be fairly united on certain things Gerrard and Lampard don't play together in the 2006 World Cup. They did 2010 World Cup. 
don't farm Gerard out on the right, maybe playing in behind Rooney and Joe Cole in there as well. And that didn't happen. And this time around, there seems to be a bit of a noise for Sterling to play. But it doesn't matter, does it? No, it doesn't matter. But I'm no, saying that matters what people think. No, but I think, but, yeah, but in the previous World Cups, I think people were right. Right. With with what they should. I mean, the, the ironic thing actually is Gerard and Lampard might actually play okay. Together in the centre. I'm distancing myself. No, 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 stop this. No, as in, as in, stop this. No, let Sven bias me. Madness. Let me. Um, uh, Mexico would defend better if Sven was still in charge. Um, uh, that's not true. Even rubbish for them. Um, uh, no, no, I, I don't think Gerard and Lampard should start. But I'm saying it is quite ironic that now they're both deeper playing. Play, uh, uh, midfielders and you're playing with the midfield three if there was ever a time to try and play them together it was this time but that's, yeah. that's gone so but if they were playing together now do you reckon they were both go one more for the, for the road <laughs> yeah. let's both maraud forward at oh, every you're opportunity as well brilliant <laughs> what's the score don't care Kale and Jags have got this haven't yeah. they yeah, yeah. Um, who, who was that we just went past that was Ross Barkley and Jack Wilson. <laughs> yeah. don't mind them don't yeah. mind them yeah. but anyway enough of that talk sorry everybody uh, well, I was going to say to you what that, do you think he should do well I think I was going to say that there are two ways in my view to approach the game one is that you you essentially like I said before it's going to be hot there it's going to be humid um, you essentially condense the game down to like a 20 minute game so you try and keep it really tight for as long as you can mm-hmm. and then you make the decision that you've got to make as, as the manager where you say it's nil nil at the end of the world so how does he make it tight then who does he play well he plays he plays the more conservative I think the I think the back six pick themselves yeah. so he basically then what he does is he picks the um, the only potential um, well Henderson next to Gerrard yeah well the, the only potential sticking point is Henderson or Wiltshire next to Gerrard but uh, to, ostensibly I think he'll probably play Henderson as the back six well he's talking about Wiltshire's fitness isn't quite exactly so, so then yeah. basically what you to answer your question you then pick the front four accordingly for work rate and for battling back and for tucking in and if you do that then you either you either when you get to nil-nil fingers crossed at 65 minutes you either think well nil-nil's fine we'll take that in the first game mm-hmm. uh, and risk maybe getting sucker punched or you introduce Barkley and or Sterling yeah. and mm. you try and blitz them in the last 25 but the other way you can do yeah. it is if you say bollocks of the heat bollocks of the humidity I don't think Pirlo Verratti and one or two other players around Italy maybe, have yeah. recovery pace good enough to deal with us so we say yeah. we're not bothered about that we're not bothered about how good they are we know how good they are we've seen them play before we get beyond them I, I think Pirlo's a great player of course he is um, his star is probably on the wane now in terms yeah. of an, as an athlete has he got recovery pace to get back in position yeah. and do things England right? England are a different animal from the last time we they, played them. Absolutely. And Italy are almost exactly the same squad. Yeah. Almost. Almost. It, England, compared to England, England have completely changed. Well, Hodgson said we, we've got to play better than last time. He's talked about keeping the well, ball. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So we could all get on board with him. Although we'd take a clean sheet though, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. In the first yeah. game, you would do, yeah. Because yeah. if you don't consider the goal, Marcus, yeah. you don't lose the football match. Oh, well, that's the end of, at the end of the day. Yeah. It's night time. Um, no, I think, yeah, you'll probably play, Prandelli will probably play with De Rossi, Verratti and Pirlo in the mm. centre there. And it is interesting. Do you do you have a man on Pirlo or do you say, well, so do you, because we've got Sterling. I think you set up with the option to have a man on Pirlo depending on how it's going. Yeah. If he starts to wane, as presumably all of the players will. Um, then you, you're not going to need that and you, mm. you free up that space. I was checking my um, iPhone weather app for Manaus. Oh, yeah. And I checked it um, around the time they would be playing, so about 11 p.m. last night, mm-hmm. and it was like 25 degrees, yeah. which, which, which isn't terrible. Well, well, um, that's not like the end of the world. Gab- the humidity was high, of course. Yeah. Gabby well, that's Logan a bigger problem, yeah. though, uh, was, was, was there uh, for the BBC, and she was, she was stood on a pitch, and it was a few hours before they would, they would play, so probably about 6 o'clock or something like yeah. that. 
um, or on our time, and she said it wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. She wasn't running around, yeah, though, exactly. Was she? Yeah, yeah, that's true. They don't yeah. have a lovely fashion. No, exactly. I, I think no. it'll be interesting to see how they set up. As we said, I, to be honest, I feel like we've been talking about it for so long. Yeah. Um, that I just can't wait to get it going. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, indeed, have, have we got any correspondence before we go? We have some correspondence after this quick message. Listeners to the Football Ramble are eligible for a fantastic offer with Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and simple to build your own professional website and online shop. The easy-to-use drag-and-drop tools, responsive designs and 24-7 customer support teams based in New York and Dublin mean you can create a beautifully designed website for as little as £5 a month. This includes a free domain name when you sign up for a year. Seamless e-commerce solutions mean that your business can be taking money in minutes. So when you sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RAMBLE to get 10% off and show your support for the Football Ramble. No credit card required. Start building your website today. A better web starts with your website. Right, what I've done is just because we're doing a quick show before we do a main show on Sunday talking about England and all the other stuff, um, I've asked people what their highlights of the World Cup have been so far. Traditional. Yes. Traditional. Classic. Um, Some would would say traditional, others would say hasn't bothered to think of a good question. (laughs) Some might even say hack. I say why can't it be both those things? (laughs) Um, I found a really nice one here. Let me have a look. I just got to try and grab it. Um, M Yass on Twitter says England unbeaten. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't. I was saying that the other day. Actually, this is my favourite part of the, of the tournament. I think we yeah. can dream. Yeah, all that potential still exists somewhere. That's right. The anticipation is is such that we can be excited about the World Cup, but not legitimately annoyed by England yet. Yes. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to win it. Um, <laughs> Dylan Kelly says, when Cannavaro opens his mouth and speaks heavenly football. Well, the thing about Cannavaro is you've got to realise, Dylan, that, that obviously he's an ITV pundit. And I suppose that the three of us are ostensibly non-traditional, but pundits. At what point are we supposed to get offended that a man who can't even really speak English is on the TV ahead of us? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's tainted for me. We Cannavaro. are not getting anywhere near ITV. No, we are not. One of the greatest defenders of all time. Love him. Love yeah. watching him. Handsome man. It looks very, very mm. good with his top off. No question about that. Can't really understand anything Adrian Charles. Well, I, really... I can't. I can't. My brain can't process him having hair. It looks like it's CGI to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't I'm, seem real. I'm mm. just really glad that Pete went all that way to chuck rocks at them. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> um, lot, of, lot of shouts on Twitter and Facebook for the um, flamboyant vanishing spray. Oh, oh, I'm enjoying that. I was wondering whether that was going to be able to be used in um, Cameroon, Mexico, because that was an absolute. It yeah, it stood out very well. I like, I like the referee. If, if some player's really misbehaving, he gets down, draws an outline of a body on the pitch and points it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> One yeah. more, mate. One yeah. more. I've seen the refs using it for the ball as well as the wall. Yeah. So they don't move the ball when they take the free okay. kick as well. So yeah, that's so that, Presumably that could make it hard for goalkeepers to hang on to, but who knows? Mm. Um, so, Thomas on Twitter says, the terror Adrian Charles was clearly experiencing when those people pelted the studio with stones. Yeah. Mm. He was trying to hide that, wasn't he? But he just could not. There we are. And what we've got to finish with? Um, Chris McHugh, friend of the Ramble. Ah, yes. Friend of the Ramble. Friend, for, for Ferdinand rekindling the Andy Gray monologue that Bush gets has with his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to see. It wasn't Andy Gray class. Yeah. But I'd sort of like the fact that Ferdinand's bringing it back. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, that's the end of the podcast for this uh, little uh, 
time. <laughs> I don't know where I was <laughs> going there. Time. I was going to say this week, but we got one on Sunday. We yeah. do. Which is the start of a new week. So it was this week. Mm. Damn it all, I was right. Very um, concise there, mate. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Do tweet us uh, at Football Ramble. And uh, the website is thefootballramble.com. And of course, the email address is the f- uh, show at thefootballramble.com. Two uh, quick things. A lot of people are actually giving a lot of love to Tim Vickery's introduction into yes, the mainstream very BBC. Much. Absolutely, yeah. Excellent guy. Knows his stuff. Really good guy as well. So More yeah, please. agree with that. Um, secondly, uh, don't forget, if you want to have a bet during the World Cup, betfair.com forward slash football. Ramble and you can do so lots of nice offers on that uh, landing page you do go and check that out absolutely uh, we're back on Sunday say goodbye Luke goodbye say goodbye Jim goodbye lots of love people lots of World Cup love Secret to summer ready skin is here. Osea's number one best selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.